Welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. I'm Jonathan Friedman, and our guest, next guest up is Eric Carnaval, a partner with Lando and Anastasi. Welcome to Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here, Jonathan. Pleasure to have you on, Eric. You want to talk a little bit about uh, copyright law and the application for uh, startups, uh, what companies might look to do to protect their uh, their assets, and uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, first of all, uh, why it's important uh, for companies to look at uh, protecting their, their corporate assets. Sure. Uh, there are various ways that companies uh, protect their corporate assets. I think the one that most startups are familiar with is patent protection. Uh, but one of the more overlooked ways of protecting your assets is copyright law, which a lot of startups and a lot of businesses in general think of simply in terms of something for the entertainment industry, publishing industry, uh, the traditional creative arts, rather than something that's useful for business. Uh, but what many startups might be surprised to realize is uh, the scope of copyright law is incredibly broad and it can cover things like your website design uh, for restaurants, perhaps your menus, your menu boards for um, coffee shops. Um, it can protect uh, user manuals for products. It can protect um, any manner of creative works uh, that are central to your business. Uh, and it's important for startups in my mind to uh, recognize this early on because uh, while the scope of copyright protection is broad, uh, there are certain formalities within the law that make copyright protection difficult to use effectively unless you're planning for it. Now, um, conventional wisdom, or at least uh, you know, some, some experience would tell me that at least the perception is that the patent process is a long and arduous and time consuming and uh, read expensive one, or it can be. Um, I would imagine that copyright, although you know, you're talking that it's broad, it's somewhat more straightforward uh, to protect and perhaps a far less time consuming process than undergoing um, uh, patent protection. Um, so it probably makes sense for a lot of businesses where they don't think about it to actually engage in, in some copyright protection. That's very true. Uh, the registration process for copyrights is um, very straightforward. In fact, uh, most copyrights undergo very little actual examination uh, because the scope of copyright is broad. Um, the, the copyright office doesn't uh, micromanage or parse through whether your particular work of art is, um, you know, novel or uh, unique even, um, it simply has to satisfy that bare threshold of creativity and meet some of the other formalities of uh, copyright registration. And it more or less sails right through. Uh, there can be a time delay just because of delays within the copyright office, but in terms of actual engagement by the startup, by the attorneys, it tends to be very light. Now, is the copyright protection typically uh, national in scope? Is it uh, going to be broader than that, or is it more, you know, tightly defined? Is it industry specific? Uh, tell us a little bit about the variables that uh, entrepreneurs ought to think about and, and how that protection might work. So, copyright law is uh, exclusively national in scope here in the US. Uh, copyright is one of two forms of intellectual property that is identified specifically in the US Constitution, the other being patents. So uh, it has a national scope. And in fact, there is no state system of copyrights. Those are all preempted by the Federal Copyright Act. Now, pretty much every other nation has a copyright system of its own. Um, and there are, either, there are even some uh, unions uh, related to copyright law, like you might imagine, say, like patent unions. 
but you know, by and large, you have to register your copyrights in the individual nations themselves. Um, my practice is focused specifically on copyrights in the United States. Now, do you run into situations where somebody will have a copyright for something similar, perhaps a trademark, well, a trademark to differentiate from copyright, and maybe we can that a little bit. <laughs> um, just understanding, you know, what if a company has, uh, you know, my, my little doggy in China and they have my little doggy in the US? Uh, is that uh, an area that we run into for, for companies uh, to, it, be, to be concerned about? It is. Uh, in, in fact, one of the more common situations I run across, uh, and, and this is most mostly uh, through my practice as a patent lawyer, is a company will come to us and they'll say, you know, we, we've got this foreign manufacturer somewhere that is ripping off our product. And often enough, they're not just ripping off the product, they're also taking a lot of the branding. They're taking sometimes pictures right off the website, maybe the entire site design, sometimes whole website copy. And this is why I point out the fact that you have to plan for copyright protection early because while you technically have a copyright, the moment you fix a work in a tangible medium, that's you, you write it down, you put it on a disc, um, you tattoo it on a person, literally that is a, a permissible way of fixing copyright in a tangible medium. You have a copyright, but you do not have the ability to sue until you get a registration. And to add to that, you do not have access to the statutory damages that are available under the law unless you registered your copyright either before the infringement commenced or as soon as you published it, and preferably both. Um, so this means that uh, there's often very little you can do for these companies when they come to you and say, oh my god, this, this knockoff site has stolen my images, my entire site design, all my website copy. My first question is, well, did you register anything? I was like, okay, well, you can get actual damages, which for copyrights, you're talking creative works. The damages are usually pretty ephemeral, hard to pin down. So that's really difficult. Um, but if they had registered everything as they were going along, then I could say, okay, we can get them for $150,000 for, for each work, up to, up to, of course, um, each work that has been infringed. And that can be a real uh, incentive to like enforce your, your rights against these uh, uh, infringers. So, so you talked about the broad nature of copyright and um, you know, give us some, some best practices, if you will, or uh, if you were going to advise um, a startup or, uh, or an entrepreneur, um, it would seem to me that it's almost uh, worthy of, for lack of a better term, taking inventory of potential protectable assets. Um, and, you know, perhaps putting a list together, I, you know, I'll leave it to you for the best practice, but put a list together of uh, available assets or what we think might be copyrightable uh, and, and have that discussion with a professional. Yes. Is that, is that a, okay. Yes, that is, that is a very good best practice. Uh, the overall best practice for copyrights is investigate copyrights early, register early and register often. Uh, the cost to register copyrights is nominal compared to other forms of intellectual property. Uh, and uh, the only thing it takes is just a little bit of time. And in fact, it, it's not a practice that involves that much legal hard work either. So it's incredibly easy for clients, uh, even sometimes to do in-house, but can be uh, improved you know, with the assistance of qualified counsel, of course. Uh, and that's, uh, that's really the key. It gets you, it, if you register early, you register often, it gets you into court. 
And that's mm -hmm. the that's the essential thing because you it's hard to protect your intellectual property if you can't get into court. So really interesting. What I heard you first say is as soon as you have an idea, tattoo it on your chest. <laughs> Let's start start with that and, and then, and then uh, go ahead and make sure you register it from there. <laughs> that, you know, that's not necessarily a bad idea because that's fixing it in a tangible medium. Now you've now you have uh, you have copyrightable you have copyrightable uh, copyright in that idea now that has been fixed in a tangible medium. Uh, so that wouldn't be a bad idea. Uh, normally, the fixation part is a foregone conclusion. You know, you're going to write it down somewhere. You're going to copy it to a disk. You're going to put it on the internet. Um, but uh, the difficulty is just making sure you're cataloging, keeping a, lo a log of what stuff you have created, and then registering it. Um, I've talked about websites. Another big one is software code. And this has come up, it's come, uh, it's become an issue in uh, the Google versus Oracle case, which is presently before the Supreme Court. There were elements of that software code that were taken, uh, uh, that may have been taken literally from Oracle and used by Google by uh, engineers who probably didn't know better and weren't doing the right thing. Uh, and that's not a terribly uncommon thing to happen, especially in industries where you've got close competitors uh, that are um, working towards the same ideas. Maybe they're trading engineers who are, are working in similar field. Uh, if you have a copyright in your software code, um, software code is a more limited copyright. It usually requires evidence of direct copying if you're going to show infringement. But that's often something that you see in these situations where you have worry that you know an employee has taken some of your software code or a competitor has somehow gotten access to your code and is using some of your code base. Um, so registering all of that, regist uh, registering it early, registering it often um, is the way that you nip that in the bud. Excellent. Well, sounds some uh, great uh, practical tips uh, for companies and really applies, I would imagine, across all industry spectrums. Uh, you talked about specifically within uh, software, but I imagine across all technologies is the opportunity to do that. Um, but also in service businesses, whether there's, uh, you know, specific products you're putting out there or anything that, that might be uh, a, a, a provide a competitive advantage that you want to protect. Yes. Excellent. Our guest uh, on Radio Entrepreneurs has been Eric Carnival, partner with Lando and Anastasi. Eric, if people want to get in touch with you and discuss their copyright or other uh, uh, patent protections, uh, other um, you know protection for their businesses, assets, uh, what's the best way for them to reach you? So you can reach me by email at ecarnival, that's E-C-A-R-N-E-V-A-L-E at lalaw.com, or I'm available by phone at my office number, uh, 617-395-7045. Excellent. Our guest on Radio Entrepreneurs has been Eric Carnival, partner of Lando and Anastasi. It's been a pleasure having you on Radio Entrepreneurs. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. And we'll be right back with another segment on Radio Entrepreneurs.